The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. A leper came to him and kneeling down, begged him and said, if you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched the leper and said to him, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. Then he said to him, see that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, the, it's a powerful little gospel passage, uh, and I think you know really helps us get to get to the heart of the matter. You know, we see this uh, this leper, right? Someone who's on the on uh, really on the outside of uh, not only community, uh, Jewish community, but also on the outside of worship, and, and yet finds um, the wherewithal to come before Jesus and worship the true and living God. Yeah, so we see, you know, his his posture, um, the leper's posture, coming to Jesus, kneeling down, right, begging him, if you wish, you can make me clean. This is, this is a very, uh, very different approach to God than the one we see in the first reading, do you know? And it's and it, very significant, I think, to point out some of the parallels, although we lose, uh, we lose the parallels as we make our way through the gospel passage, but it's significant because you know even this first week there's a lot there's a lot to reflect on as it relates to prayer and discernment. Remember the um, the call of Samuel and Eli, you know, and trying to figure out you know what what is this voice? This is the voice of God. How is it? And I think beyond that, how is it that God speaks? Um, and uh, and how am I to to receive the word of God that is nothing other than love, and then to live by the word of God? Yeah, and we see uh, what what difference the approach makes. I think we have the the leper, uh, you know, bow, uh, kneeling down before Jesus, um, you know, putting himself at uh, you know at, um, at Jesus's disposal, and that's I don't know this the 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 bodily act of submission, right? Makes makes it clear that this is this is an act of worship, worship in worship in the true sense, right? Worship what what is most worth my time, right? Worship as, you know, this is my priority. Worship as, you know, I'm giving myself to this, really Jesus, right? The true and living God uh, who, who is revealed in and as Jesus of Nazareth. This is my ultimate priority, right? So, yes, the, the, the act of, say, the, giving the fullness of, of attention and, and time and energy and the rest in submission to Jesus no matter what Jesus wants to do, right? And, and that, that act of, say, um, it, it's, it's an active approach to Jesus, but it's receptive. And this is, the, this is in, our, in our spiritual lives, in our lives of faith, in our lives of discipleship with Jesus, this is, this is what we have to um, cultivate, is an active receptivity. You know, too, too often we get, it, we get it wrong on one side of that or the other, right? It's all action, 
and no receptivity, as though, you know, we, as though we're, doing, we're the ones who are doing things for God. We're the ones who are going to, you know, move, move, the, move the chains, as it were. We're going to move the ball, right? It's like we're, we're the ones who are going to progress the thing, and it's all action, 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 no receptivity. And then sometimes it's like we think, uh, well, it's just receptivity, and we, we push that into being passive, and it's like, okay, I can't really do anything about it anyway, so we're just going to let God do his thing. No, it's like we have to push in to the thing. We have to kneel down before the Lord. We have to make those acts of, of worship, and, uh, and that's our action, but the action is to be prepared to receive and to receive well when, when God gives. The, fir- the first reading is something like um, action, Action over and against the plan of God. So it might look like worship. We're going to get, hey, let's get God involved in all our stuff. You know, like we, we've, we're, gonna, we're going to prosecute this, this war. We're going to, I mean, of course, it, we say we're going to defend ourselves against the Philistines. Or we're going to be aggressive towards them. Or we're going to meet aggression with aggression, whatever. And you know what? We must win, right? We, we, surely we're going to win this thing because God's on our side. And God's on our side, you know, whether or not the ark of God is in the camp. But, you know, we have this great idea in, in the middle of it. And I think, that, I think, I think the translation is, is, is very good on the point to give a sense of the, the, the tenor of the thing, the, the mood of the camp. Hey, you know what? Let us fetch, you know, let us fetch the ark of the Lord from Shiloh. It's like, okay, we're, we're surrounded. We're, you know, why has the Lord permitted us to be defeated by the Philistines? That's, that's a great question. And it's a question that they didn't want an answer to. They didn't, at least they didn't pursue the answer to that question. If they pursued the answer to that question, they might not have lost the ark as well, right? And Eli's sons and the, and the, and the 30,000 soldiers. But they asked the question, why has the Lord permitted us to be defeated today by the Philistines? So we can, this is similar for us, right, in our, in our discernment, in our, the cultivation of an active receptivity, we, we can ask these questions. We can ask any and all questions. We want, to, we want to pursue them with truthfulness, right, and honesty and vulnerability and the rest, because we want, we want the Lord to speak the word into our hearts, the word that is love, the word that is going to give us motivation, that's going to give us direction, that's going to give us sustenance, that's going to, right, we, we want to know. Instead of saying, you know, we're going to ask that question as though it's a rhetorical question, and then, you know what, hey, let's go fetch the ark. Why don't we go fetch the ark? You know, like, this seems like a good idea. And the Philistines, uh, of course, uh, they, they hear, of course, the, the rebel rousing, right? They, 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 hear, they think that it's, that probably was a good move on, on their part as well, except it, it gets them prepared to, to go and, def, to go and uh, defend themselves against the gods, right, to go and beat back the gods. And that's it, it, exactly what they did, right? They gave the fight of their lives because they knew what they were up against. But were they up against God? Uh, it's hard. I mean, how would you discern it? It's, it's certainly not, um, uh, you know, he, God is certainly not giving Israel what, what they want on the point. You know, so this is, and, and of course, yeah, it was a disastrous defeat. So the defeat got worse. This is bad discernment. You know, this is bad discernment. This is probably, we could put this in the second week, rules of discernment of St. Ignatius Loyola. They're trying to figure out, you know, what it is they, they should be doing. They really had a sign in the beginning. There's, say, like discernment in the beginning, the middle, and the end. You know, you think, okay, I'm praying about something. I'm going to take on this particular course, 
right, against all these, say, good things, good options that I could be pursuing, right, there's, so there's nothing like sinful, wicked, evil, whatever. I'm going to take, I'm going to take this course with God. I think I'm discerning it. I'm going to go with Him. There's an opportunity, this is the second week rules kind of summation, is there's an opportunity to discern the goodness of the thing and whether or not I should be going that way with God in the beginning, the middle, or the end. Yeah, and we see here at the, the beginning, the beginning is they, they're being defeated, right? Why has the Lord permitted us to be defeated today by the Philistines? And a discernment on the point might have said, okay, even though we thought this was good and say like um, holy in the sense of we're going to pursue God and his purposes in this, say, military conquest, it, it doesn't seem to be going the way that we expected it to, yeah? But you know what? Let's just push on anyway, right? This, this, is, not the, this is not the way of discernment. Discernment is much more say, nuanced, it's much more subtle, maybe delicate than that. I mean, the, the image that St. Ignatius gives is the difference between a drop of water hitting a rock and a drop of water hitting a sponge, right? So if we're aligned with, with God and his purposes, then we should receive his word of love, his will, as a drop of water on a sponge, right? It's like, okay, I just take it in, okay, and we're going. But we might hear it as a, as a drop of water on a rock. We have some work to do to figure out whether or not that's, we're going the way that God wants us to go. And it might be very subtle. In this, this is pretty subtle, even though it doesn't feel that way because we're talking about, you know, military battles, the, the rest, the loss of life and everything. You say there's ample opportunity to discern here, but maybe, maybe not, right? Because they think, well, God is just going to guarantee us victory. Yeah, but God guarantees us victory, I would say, from the inside out in the sense of, you know, the victory is to receive the word of God well and to live by it. That's what the, that's what the victory is. At least that's, in the Christian life, that's always the seed of victory. So when, we're being, when, when we start to think of, okay, but these are the ends, these are the objectives, these are the goals, these are the, and I have to force them, I have to force it through to get to the thing. And you know what? I don't really care about receiving the word of God that is life and love and what, and I don't, and I, I'm not really concerned to be animated by it. I just want to win the victory. You can be, you can be pretty well assured that, you know, you're on the verge of disastrous defeat, you know, so because the victory is in, is in the small things because the victory, the victory is in the, um, the embodying of the rule of Christ Jesus, um, the, the kingdom of God and his own life of love. So anything, anything that we do that is animated and sustained by the love of God, that's the victory. And it may look small, it may look big, but, but it has to be animated by God's own life of love. So victory, you know, for the, for the Israelites here, even though they wouldn't have been, perhaps been able to see it, would have been to discern well that God was not calling them to bring the ark into battle, right? Or to, or to have to quote-unquote have God join their war effort there where he was not inclined to give them the victory. Yeah, so sometimes it just looks like, sometimes good discernment looks like walking away. Yeah, this is significant for us because, again, it, now it has to be animated by love. Our decision to lean in or walk away has to be animated by love, but that's the victory the victory is to conform our lives to the life of God and to the life of Christ Jesus, who himself is giving us direction. The great thing is that we have Jesus 
as our king, right? He is at the head of the new Israel movement that is the church that, that we are caught up in. And he, and he gives us, say, direction in an, in an immediate sense. It's not as though we have to go and get the ark, right? Jesus is speaking that word of life and love into us today. He's giving us some sense of where it is we have to be, where it is, where it is we have to go, how it is we have to show up there, where we are, right? And he's the one who is who's breathing his own spirit into us. He's nourishing and sustaining us with his own life of love. He's, he is, again, the, the exemplar of the Christian life in the sense that the Christian life is life in Christ, and we live as other Christs. We live as Alta Christi. We live as other Christs. Yeah, we are members of the body of Christ. So we live by his word. We live by his love. We live by his life. Right? We, we are an, we're an extension of him in that sense. Yeah? So he's not going to leave us unaided. If he's giving us direction to push in over here, there, the other place, He's also going to give us the strength that will sustain us to show up animated by his love, and he will sustain us in, in, in the effort there. And all here, again, pointing back to the fact that in order to get, in order to have, it's not exactly in order to have access to that life, in order to live it well, Jesus has to be at the very center. So we can take on, no matter how we, you know, no matter how we feel like we're sh showing up today, you know, I don't know how the, how the leper felt he was showing up in front of Jesus. You know, if he was like, it's not exactly the best CV in the world, is it, to be like, to be covered with uh, contagi you know, contagious skin disease and probably have, you know, pieces of your, of your body falling off, right? It's, it's not exactly the way we want to show up before Jesus, but we can, and we should, yeah, and we should. And when we show up to Jesus, we praise him, we worship him. He is the very center of our hearts and lives. He, he can and will give us what we need to be made whole. He will renew us and catch us up into the life of renewal so that we can be about the work of restoration. So, so we, we come before God to praise Him, to give Him glory, and He will give us the life that best glorifies God and sings His praise in every, in every practical way, in every way that advances the kingdom. And, and as we're, say, drawn into by, by these very readings, um, it allows us to embody God's own life of love and so bring his reign, his glorious reign to every corner of creation.